0: All right, Chris, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for making time for us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Looking I've uh, I've been excited. Just started following you, and your story really is uh, amazing. And I, I really just I mean, just in meeting you a little bit here and a few conversations and, and following you, I know God has big things in, in store for you. Uh, I think the the best is yet to come. But I want I want the people to kind of hear some of your testimony, hear your story, because it, it really is amazing, the things that, that have been going on uh, in your life. And I think it's easy to look at an athlete, a professional athlete, someone who spends their life uh, pursuing a sport, and I think even especially a boxer, because uh, you fight for a living. And uh, they kind of jump to conclusions about who you are without actually knowing who you are. And uh, I think there's many facets to you, and I'm excited to kind of kind of find some of those out. And uh, before we kind of get to the current stuff going on, I kind of want to take us back a little bit. What was, what was Chris like uh, as a kid? My man, let me tell you this. As a kid, I,
1: I, I was everything I'm not today. So as a kid, I was shy. I was scared. I was, I was, I was, I was uh, how do you say it? I want to say I was a lover, not a fighter. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what I was. And, um, you know, I grew up, I'm one of 13 kids. Wow, yes, seven boys, six girls, my father was a, was a professional fighter, so I grew up with, with, with that in my family, boxing, mm-hmm. um, being being active, athletic, but even though I was a very athletic kid, rugby, athletic, track and field, I was never a fighter, that just wasn't my passion, I didn't enjoy it, I wasn't a fighting kid, um, out, of the, out of the seven boys, I'm the smallest. So you can imagine, uh-huh. I'm the smallest out of seven boys, and um, you know, I grew up in South Africa. And if you if you know the history of South Africa, it's it's a tough place, man.
0: Welcome to the Plane for Eternity podcast. Working together to put God first in our game.
1: Yeah, all the all the boys are in fighting. All the boys are in fighting, and. Now, there's only three boys left doing fighting, but all of them were in fighting, some sort okay. of one that keep boxing, one that's wrestling, me cool. boxing. Yeah. It, was, it was all... Because my dad knew that growing up in South Africa, my dad knew that when it comes to his boys, they will need to know how to defend themselves. Mm. And not saying need to know how to defend themselves and go out and beat people up. No, you got to be, be a man when you've got a family to raise and you got to, you know... When you have a family to raise, you gotta be, you gotta be strong, strong and hard. You don't have to, you don't want to hide behind your wife. Mm-hmm. You gotta know how to defend her. And so my dad implied that, that that skill, that fighting mentality, into all of his boys.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned rugby. and yeah. Any other sports you really got into when you were a kid? Athletics and rugby, man. Yeah. I was, I was, I played a little bit of cricket.
1: wasn't a big mm-hmm. cricket player. I was very good at rugby. And um, athletic, I was a long distance runner,
0: okay. yeah, yeah. So I jump. Yeah. You crazy. think that helped you as when you got into the boxing later, playing those sports as a kid? Uh, running, yeah. running. My dad implied running into into me as a kid. He made
1: sure that I run every day. Mm. And back then I didn't enjoy it at all, and I didn't understand why my dad is doing this. But, and he told me, he said, "You want to become a fighter, you need to just start with the basics, and the basics is roadwork. You gotta run, and I run every day of my life." Wow. So eventually. Growing up and getting older, it all paid
0: off because it's I love running. Absolutely, yeah. How that, those things as kids sometimes we hate them or even the struggle we're going yes. through now ends up helping us in the in the long That's run. It. Who growing up? So who was the biggest influence? I think I know the answer to this, but who was the biggest influence on you growing up? My dad. Yeah. My dad. My dad was my number one. Yeah. I wanted to be like my dad.
1: You know, I looked at my dad. My dad led by example. Mm. You know, my dad led by example. He. I looked at him and I, and I saw this figure, this this strong, I thought my dad was just a superman. I thought yeah. he was, honestly. So so I would look at what my dad do and then, then I would try and do it. And like I said, my dad led by example. My dad, at the age, still at the age of 62, um, he would be in the gym, hitting the bag. Every day he would call me and say, my son, how are you doing good? How are you dad? No, I'm good, I punched the bag this morning. So I grew up watching a man do that, and he laid the principle, he laid, he laid, it, he laid, he laid the foundation for me to show me that what, what hard work was all about. So he was my biggest influence. That's, he still is my biggest
0: influence. That's great, that's great. What about growing up? Was there uh, s- spiritual stuff in your house? Was there church? Um, yeah, you know,
1: growing growing up in, 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 in back in South Africa and my household, we went to church every Sunday. We went to church every Sunday. Um, I grew up learning about Jesus, mm-hmm. and, you
0: know, hear all the stories.
1: So <laughs> that was a household thing. Yes. Yeah. Sir. Okay. Yes, so you, you
0: had that growing up. Yes, so sir. I think it's important for people to know. Uh, obviously, you know, a big part of your fan base is in South Africa, yeah. but. For people that, that don't know the history, can you tell us a little what that what that was like growing up during that time in, in South yeah, Africa? Yeah, so
1: so obviously the history of my country is all about the apartheid between you know the different the different cultures and, and um, races and after 1994 when Nelson Mandela came out of prison, it all changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nelson Mandela became president. We had you know um, so so growing up then all of a sudden. Um, we all we all we were all together. Like all races were we were sitting at the same table. Everything and hey, I didn't grow up in a house. My dad wasn't a racist, never racist. No one in my family has ever been a racist. So I grew up. We grew up, you know, love love hugging and sharing and mm. and, and um, but but it was difficult because now the wheel has turned in the sense of there was a lot of fighting going on in South Africa between cultures. There was a lot of between. Between races, there was a lot of fighting coming up. So, so you had to, you had to fight your way out of trouble. You had to because there was so much violence growing up in South Africa. Mm. And then now, more than ever, two thousand and nineteen, it is it is really bad back home. And um, so, growing up back in South Africa was wasn't the easiest, but yeah. but it made me who I am
0: today. Absolutely, made me a tough, tough, so- tough guy. I know you have a real heart for your country <clears throat> yes, and your people. What's what's the message? What what is what's your message to you, to your people? Hey, love and peace, love love and peace and forgiveness and
1: get God in your life. That is my message because that's what we need. We've got and there's so many. This this is the thing. There's so many people in South Africa from different races that that do believe in the things I'm fighting for, which mm-hmm. is love, peace, and but they are influenced by by by. Different people, when I say different people, they're influenced by leaders mm. that pr- bring pr- prints down on them that that because of the Easter, we gotta get back to them, we gotta get back to each other, take, 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 what's yours. But my message to them is, you know, I wanna I wanna fight, and that's that's my purpose now, is is to 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 be a voice for so many South Africans that wanna see change, that wanna see love, that wanna see peace. Um, because there's a lot of it inside. Africa, so, yeah. and they need God in their life. They yeah. need pray. They need. They have to have faith. Otherwise, nothing's gonna change.
0: That's a pow- That's a powerful Not, message. And I think, uh, and just talking with you for a short time, I know you believe that the things God has put you through and the place you're at now, with the influence and and your somewhat captive audience, yeah. I think you, man, you're. That I want to commend you for that, and and keep down keep down that path because you can you can be that that light for for God and and through your sport. So tell us a little bit how you. I know you went to church, but I know you weren't living for the Lord when you yes, were young. Right. So how how did where did that shift happen? How did that how did that take place? when I was eighteen, um, like I said, we went to church every Sunday. But
1: as a kid, you go to church, and then Monday, you forgot to go to church. I went to church because Dad said we gotta to go to church. I never knew how to you know you learn about Jesus and, and about God and all the stories and you learn about prayer but I couldn't I couldn't nail it I couldn't understand and figure out how do you pray and talk to someone you've never met in your life and I was that kid like, like I we went to church but I didn't know how to how to live for Jesus because how do you do that you know as a kid I was I, you know, I didn't know how to talk to him and yeah. then I was 18 years old just finished school and um, now I want to become a professional fighter, so I had to go to to doctors to, to do medical tests on you, all kind of medical brain scans and all blood tests and all that kind of stuff to make sure you are 100% healthy. Mm. And I did that. It was a Friday afternoon. I'll never forget. It. it was a Friday afternoon, and I went to the doctor and they ran a bunch of tests on me, and and I failed my tests. They picked up that I'm a diabetic and it, I just there were so many boxes that was ticked and i couldn't get my license mm. and we ran the second test and i failed it again now you got to understand my dad was a professional fighter me and my dad that was our thing was boxing my dad me and my dad spent every day boxing he trained me and then when i was 18 i had to go back home and and share with him the news that i failed my test i couldn't get my pro license I remember going home, telling him the news, and then going into my room, and I locked my door, 18 years old, and I started crying. Mm. I'll never forget it. I started crying like a little kid, And, and I fell down on my knees. I've never, to that day, I've never experienced what it meant to fall on your knees and pray. I've never done that. But this day, this specific day, I went home and locked my door, and I fell on my knees crying like a little kid. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, had, I had like a, a hard on argument with God, with Jesus. All of a sudden I had this Jesus that I was talking to, like I've never done this, but all of a sudden I was in anger and I was talking to Jesus. I said, come on. I said, all right. I said, now's your time. I said, because that was it. I like, yeah. I didn't know what to do as say anything old boy. And I said, this is it. I said, do you want to prove yourself to me? I've heard so many stories of you, so many. I said, now's your time, now's your time. You gotta heal me, you know what I wanna do in life, you know that I wanna box so badly, mm-hmm. you gotta heal me. I said, I don't believe I'm sick, because I've never been, I've, I haven't been in hospital, I've been living a healthy life. I said, I don't believe any of this, but now's your time, now's your chance to, to prove to me what you can do, and I'll make you a promise. And I made him a promise, And I, at that, I was on my knees that day, and I made a promise, I said, you heal me, and I will testify. I will share my testimony. I will start telling people how amazing you are. And I will live for you. But you gotta heal me. Wow, amazing. That Monday, I went back to the same doctor that tested me twice on Friday, and I failed two tests, and I walked in on Monday. And I remember walking in, and he was like, Mr. Faneel, and he said, The sooner you, you start training, and we can do something for you. And I still remember looking at him and saying, being a little bit arrogant, call it if you will. And I said, you just I said it's my money. I said you just test me one more time. And we ran the whole system again and and I got the green light. They couldn't pick up anything. Wow. And that is the day that my life, that's the day I gave my life for the Lord. Because then I realized there's power in prayer. Mm -hmm. And that was that was a change for me because because all of a sudden I was like, okay, wait. Yeah. This praying thing works. Yeah. And there is a Jesus that answers prayers. And the stories I've heard is true. And that's when I gave my life to the
0: Lord wow. at 18. That's amazing. Just a miracle is the God how yeah, worked a miracle. Just, I don't
1: care what people said, that was my turning point. He knew I needed that proof and he and he gave it to me.
0: Yeah, I think it, that was somewhat of a, of a short valley, but I think of the, the verse, we walk in the valley, the shadow oh, yeah. of death. And I think we go through things as believers and we feel like there's no way out. Oh, absolutely. We feel like, and I think that verse though, it, it I, I read it recently and it, it just resonated differently we walk in the shadow it's just a shadow we can we can move away yeah. from that shadow so I think for people just to not only encourage you but to encourage yeah. anybody watching listening like where it's just a moment of time and God wants us and I think we this is a big thing for you the faith he wants us to come to him that's it and and submit and be there that's what and he remember wants. that it's just a valley and we're going to get so to the we're going to get to the top and now i mean you know obviously fast forward a bunch all, of years here he, and wants. He, he wants us to turn to him he he yeah. hungers
1: for us to call him out and, and he
0: wants to help us yeah that's really cool so i imagine now as a uh professional athlete there's you know challenges and obstacles that 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 you have to yeah. overcome and they, they probably loom especially in the in the light yeah. that you're in and i think we've heard you know stories of the boxing world the corruption uh, some of the shadiness. How do you balance that with your professional life as a boxer and, and being in that industry with your faith in Jesus? Yeah. You know, you know, I live in the gym though. So when I said in the gym, <laughs> that's what I do
1: in the sense of I I'm in the gym every day, training, living my my friend circle comes out of the gym, um, my closest friends are out of the gym. So I'm living in that environment always and. And That's where I get to, you know. I'm me, I'm not pretending, I don't, I'm not one of those guys who pretend, you know. I don't force anything down on body, but but I am who I am. And if you, if you go with me to the gym, you'll see, you know, people take to me because I have they feel something, and what they feel is they see my presence, my love for Jesus, they see it, they see how how vibrant I am, and, and that draws people to near to me. So for me to to. To be a fighter and live my passion as, as, as a Christian, that's easy for me. Mm. In the sense of, you know, I'm in a gym, i with good people. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this. This is Hollywood. This is Los Angeles. This is Hollywood. I am going to say this. I'm from South Africa. And I've noticed and picked up that this is, this, Hollywood, it's a crazy place. We're all chasing dreams. People don't have time. A lot of people don't have time. When I say don't have time, I, th- I feel that like they do, they're just scared. They just don't know how to do about it. So if you do talk about Jesus, people turn, turn away from you. They, they walk away from you. They mm-hmm. do. And and that's not going to stop me. you know. But I also see how one person's confidence in talking about Jesus openly affects other people that wants to do that so badly. And they do once they see People do it hmm and I'm one of those people that do
0: it absolutely and I think that's what we the eternity sports is about we yeah. want that there are other people in your sport yes. in your walk of life that are doing that get connected with them because it's easier we're not supposed to do life alone yeah you know no, I think absolutely. so especially as a guy we just feel like oh we can do it we can do it we can do it and we need most important we need Jesus Amen. but we need other we need other people around yes yet.
1: you know I will tell you this I, what I get a lot and gives me a fire and goosebumps is when you're in the gym and you're just doing your thing, and you people fighters, other I've have had other fighters coming up to me and say, "I want what you have, mm. man. I want I want to be with you. I want to hang out with you. I want what you have. What is it?" And I tell them, yeah. so man, you got to, you know, I got you got to get Jesus in your life, yes. man." And and I invite them to church, and yeah. they do show up, but it's like you say, they, they they're scared, yeah, and they need to be, they need to know that it's okay
0: when I think that shows the fruit in your life, I think when people can see that and to believe that you're true and and really about that. I had a situation one time and I knew this guy, we had played basketball forever, so he knew me before I knew the Lord. And uh, then he saw me afterwards. And we were kind of more like friends on the court type of of friends, not, you know, we didn't know each other really well. And, uh, but he called me out of the blue one day because he was having a difficult time and I was the only Christian that he knew. And so it's sometimes it's just living that life every day. I never had a chance to actually sit down in front of him and lay out the gospel to him. But I had a chance that day when he called me and it's just kind of like every day not you don't have to be a professional boxer. <laughs> you don't have to be a yes, professional sir. basketball player. You have to be living every day because we have those people around us. We have a ministry right Absolutely. where we're at. Yeah. What's something in your life, I mean, it could be boxing just around where you live in, in Los Angeles and that that you do to kind of keep you grounded? You know, as you talk about, hey, I'm fighting on ESPN. I'm, you know, you're following on Instagram. Whatever, whatever those things are. I mean, what, what's, what's something you do to really kind of help yourself stay grounded in, in, in your faith? My mistake. And when I said my mistake, I
1: made a big mistake. And I've learned from it. I became world champion. I made a promise to the Lord that I will live for Him. I will place Him first, and I will be second, and 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 I will share my testimony. And I will win hearts for the Lord, and I I did that. I wish, you know, you can go on YouTube and watch my fights on YouTube. Up to before I won a world title, man, I will be in a fight in the ring, in the fight, we bleeding, and the cameraman will come, ting ting ting, go to your corner, and the cameraman will be in my corner, and I start preaching, because that's how I live. I made a promise mm-hmm. to the Lord. I was I was all about. Jesus all about Jesus even in the middle of a fight I start preaching to the cameraman that's, that's, cool. crazy. <laughs> that's, that's great. crazy that's crazy That's and I lived that way then I won a world title and my life's changed all of a sudden I won a world title and all of a sudden you get friends you've never knew you start you're getting invited to, to functions, parties you you know you make money mm-hmm. and slowly but surely I started walking away from the Lord without knowing it that's mm. that's a big thing is I didn't know what I was doing till it was till I was drifted away completely I started you know for example you on a Saturday night you get invited to a function or whatever to talk and then you go and you end up getting at home at 4 o'clock in the, on a Sunday morning because you had such a good night. And then you're too lazy and too tired to wake up at 8 to go to church. And I would say, yeah, next Sunday, mm-hmm. next Sunday. And before I knew it, I stopped going to church. I stopped talking about the Lord. It was all about me. It became all about me. Yeah. And then I came to America, 2014. It was my dream to come here. I had a vision. I was like, Dad, one day I want to go. My dad said, you will. And I came. 2014, I came here as a world champion. Uh-huh. I walked into America as a world champion with a belt over my shoulders. And, um, it just wasn't that easy. Like, I walked in and I thought it was going to be easy, but it wasn't. Because I'm in a, in a, I'm in a foreign country where I know no one. I, I, I don't know anything about America. It's completely the opposite of South Africa. When I say that, I mean the rules, driving on a different side of the road. Everything is different. Yeah. I was living in, and I had no friends, no one. I was a man alone when I came here. Like I knew no one, and about six months down the line, okay, I lost my world title within the first three months of being here. Why, how did I lose my world title? Okay, very simple. I came here on a tourist visa okay. because I was so eager to get here. I was like, Dad, you know, my dream is to go. I've defended my world title for the third time, and I and I had an opportunity to come here, and I was like, just jump the plane. I sold everything and jumped the plane because I was like, that's where I need to be. I've had this vision since I was eighteen. That's God telling me I got to go. So I'm going. And I came. And my visa wasn't sorted. I was on a tourist visa. So I couldn't fight. Mm. Because you need a sports visa. And, and I didn't want to go back home. Because everyone back home told me I will be a failure if I leave South Africa and I come here. So I didn't want to give them the satisfaction of going back home like a failure and say... Uh, I made a mistake, so I stayed here. And before I knew it, I got a letter from the, from the boxing board that said you got to defend your world title, or you're gonna lose your belt. But I couldn't because I didn't have the right paperwork. Uh. And I was like, "What am I doing? What am I doing?" And they stripped me, and I lost my world title without even stepping in the ring. Mm. And then I was I, I couldn't earn money here, so I couldn't work. So I was drawing money from South Africa. And that only lasted so long till my bank accounts got froze, frozen in South Africa because they saw all these transactions. And then I hit a point where I didn't eat for two days because I couldn't get my hands on money. And that was about six months down the line. And I remember walking down Walshville Boulevard. And I started crying like I cried when I was 18 years old.
0: And how old are you now?
1: 31. Okay. And I started crying. I was twenty six when I started crying, okay. and I started crying like I was eighteen. And I walked down Wall Street Boulevard at eleven o'clock at night. And I started blaming God again. Mm. Now you got to keep in mind when I say I started blaming God again, from from winning the world title at twenty four years old till mid twenty six, my 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 love, my life for the Lord is completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. It was all about me. I was living the life so. So that day, that night at 11 o'clock, about 11 o'clock at night, I started blaming God again. I said, where are you? I said, how dare you leave me? I said, you answered all my prayers. You brought me to where I want to be. I said, I'm ashamed of who I am today because I can't even eat. And back home in the meantime, back home, people think I'm living the life Mm. because I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm showing that. I'm pretending that everything is okay. And, I've, and, I, and, I, and I was in a deep conversation with God and I said how dare you leave me and it was like he answered me like like he was there answering me it's like I could hear his voice it was just like he answered me mm-hmm. and he said to me my son I've never let you go you broke your promise mm. you left my hand and you walked your path mm. I said I was always by your side but you decided to walk it alone." I realized, that night I realized that is the truth I said, wow, I drifted off so far, and I took on this road of, of this dream by myself I didn't even pray anymore and, 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 and it was like I get a second chance I was, I was excited because I knew where I went wrong, and I prayed for forgiveness that night I prayed for forgiveness, now keep in mind, I didn't eat for two days that night, that yeah. night I was so hungry it's 11 o'clock at night Prayed. I spoke to God and I said, "Man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give me another chance." I said, "I'm hungry." I said, "I feel like, like I'm like a homeless man. Like I, I have nothing. I'm ashamed." And and I say, "Amen." And I stand up and all of a sudden I've got a new life. I'm full of energy because I'm like, "Hey, man, okay, I've got faith. This uh-huh. this stuff is gonna change." And my phone rings. My phone rings within a minute after praying. After that, my phone rings, and it's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm shame and I pick up and it is like hey how are you doing what's up buddy I haven't seen you in so long I just want to see how you're doing but and I'm lying again in the sense I'm saying I'm about to go to bed I say I'm tired so long because I knew he was gonna invite me mm. and I don't have money and I've got too much pride and I was like I'm, I'm about to go to bed I'm I just ate. i I'm tired and he was like oh man he says I'm right around the corner at Denny's 24-hour Dennis. he said "And I haven't seen you in so long I miss you and I just want to invite you to come and have a meal with me Wow and it hit me I was like oh man the Lord is about to do amazing <laughs> things in my life so 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 what I've learned to answer with is I've learned from a mistake and that's the one thing that kept me on the right path is from learning from a mistake from drifting off yeah. and that's how I get to keep at my faith Keep living for Jesus is because I made the mistake. Mm-hmm. I know where I ended up, yeah. and I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Well,
0: that's again. powerful too. We end up uh, making mistakes, and we don't know how to come out of that. And I know you, you you mentioned this, but I just want I want people to hear that that you asked for forgiveness right oh, then. I did. So it took powerful. Me, it took me over two years, but I did. Yeah, to realize I'm in this place, and I need to get I need to get back to God. That's a uh, that's that's really that powerful. Was, that
1: yeah, was, that was that was a big change. For yeah, me.
0: to to submit to God is is not an easy. Is not an easy thing. So the heat, where did that nickname come from?
1: My late trainer, legendary trainer from South Africa, Nick Durant. He's he's passed away two years ago in a motorcycle mm-hmm. accident. Mm. Growing up, I, in in Hillbrow, South Africa. It's a very dangerous place. When I say it's very dangerous, it's very dangerous. Like. Like when when everything changed so badly in South Africa, my my coloured people didn't go to Johannesburg because there were so few of us there because mm. it was completely taken over. But the, the gym, the the best gym and boxing gym in South Africa was established in the middle of Johannesburg. Okay. So it was, you know, I would go there every day and I would be in a gym with with a gym full of African Africans, and I would be the only, you know. Dutch boy in there and uh, I would just be a man and I would just you know people they don't want to spar with me in the gym because when they sparred with me they knew they're in for a tough day at the office and and my trainer Nick Durand came up to me after about being pro for about six months because I was like I was gonna call my don't laugh at this but I was gonna call myself the white tiger <laughs> I was like Chris the white tiger for you and I was like so set on it and I was, keep coming to him and I say, what's my nickname? Said, White tagging is like, no. When I got it, I'll give it to you, like when I feel it. And about six months later, he came up to me and he was like, when, you sh- when I mention Chris versus Takalani, or Chris versus Vincent Vuma, they look at me like with such, like, like oh, not him again. <laughs> because I would just make it so hard for them. He said, your nickname is The Heat because that's what you put on them. They do put so much heat on them. Nice. And that's how I got the name from 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 Nick Toronto.
0: Okay, and I can tell that that's, that's endearing it. to you. Yeah, okay, like, you that's, you. That's you take from. that name. Man, that's cool. The uh, So you hold a 27-2-1 record. Yes, sir. Uh, and I know you've, I mean, just listen to your story, I think not only working hard in a sport, I mean, you think of the athletic part of that yeah. that you have to overcome, but all the other parts and your faith is, I know, is just intertwined through all that. You've worked hard to get there. but. Is there somebody, someone, multiple people, uh, I know your dad was a big part of that, but someone that, you know, you, you you talk about your faith, but that's come alongside you and helped kind of grow and developed you, that person. You know, so often we look around and we just see the guy in the ring fighting. And I know you have trainers and, yes, you know, you have, you have people all around you helping your promoters and different things like that. So who's that, who's that person or persons in your life that's been just that... Uh, that rock for you that's been building you up, disciple the, the faith part, not the not the boxing part. Well, like I said, number one
1: was my dad. would yeah. that was, that was my, my number one was my dad because because you know he lived by example. He made me believe he was like, hey, amen. whatever you do, stay humble, stay grounded, keep the faith, keep praying, keep God in your life. So my dad laid that principle. So my dad was my number one, and then I'm I'm blessed to have have a lot of people in in the in the Christian based back home in South Africa that would remind me of these things like, like when, I, when I became world champion my, my trainer back then Peter Smith and, and his family took me to, to, to Bible classes every Tuesday Bible studies every Tuesday night Awesome. with them and so, so I had people that different kind of friends that kept me on the, on the right track yeah but my main guy was my dad like I mean it yeah I say that. that's awesome that was my my number one go-to guy was my dad like it didn't matter to me who thinks what of me as long as it's I'm not doing okay in my dad's I
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I would listen to him because I don't want to disappoint him so it's it was
0: the standout was my dad yeah absolutely that's great that's great now so I know you've only lost twice and was won by knockout. Well, I, I've lost
1: twice but but it should be only once because I went to Serbia Mm. And, and and I beat the champion in Serbia and they gave it the a fight to him, home mm. decision. So I never felt that loss because I clearly beat, beat him up. But they gave it to him. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's this it's, there's stuff like that that makes the sport hard. Yeah. But it's not always fair. Yeah. Home decisions. So I I, I, didn't, I didn't take that as a loss, even though the record says yeah. a loss. Well, but I, seriously... lost I lost to I lost to Eros Spence, who's currently probably the best pound
0: fighter in the world. Yeah. He's the current world champion. I lost to him. So how how do you respond to that? What's the what's the mindset coming out of that? Oh,
1: I've learned so much. First thing is I'm not a guy to make excuses, I lost to a better guy in the night, I lost to a strong kid, something someone special, but I did battle a lot of obstacles going into that fight. When I say that is mean I flew to Canada to fight this guy and my trainer not even showing up in Canada. Mm because he couldn't make it out. So I ended up being in Canada with people I didn't know, trainers that never knew who I was. Mentally, I haven't been home for two years, so I wanted to go home. I missed my family. At that time, my mom and dad was going through a divorce, so I had just so many things on my mind. And by the time I stepped in the ring, I realized, look, yeah, I've never focused as much. I, I'm not even mentally here. And, and I got beat on the night. I didn't get knocked out. I got stopped. When I say stopped, I'd, I was just being a tough kid. and mm-hmm. and, and Towards the, it, well, we were going to round nine. There was one round left. And um, I was just taking a punishment. The guy couldn't knock me out. He was beating me up. And the referee just said, That's enough. You're taking too much punishment. I had yeah. too much heart in that yeah. fight. But yeah. so well, that's learned, what makes you a good fighter, though. Yeah. I, yeah, that thank heart. You, yeah. Thank you. Thank I you. I had too much heart in that fight. And again, you know, again, this I want to share something with you. We. We, and I want to share it with the viewers, like we pray so much for so many things. We pray for answers. We pray for so many things in our life. And then we get an, like, call it a sixth sense or whatever. I like to say that's God talking to us. You just gotta, sometimes we really just have to be quiet and just listen, mm-hmm. really just listen for what you're praying for, for what you're asking. And if you really just listen, God is answering you. Jesus is answering you. And we gotta. Now this is the thing: when he did, when he does that, we don't know what to do. In the sense of we're like, oh, okay, okay. Everything inside of me is saying no, 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 but I want to do this. <laughs> and then you do it, and you fail at it, and you realize, oh, I should have listened mm-hmm. to that little voice in my head. And it happened so much. And in fact, the night I fought, the time I fought, it was spent... Going into camp for sales pitch, everything went wrong. Being in fighting camp, everything just didn't go my way. And I would go home every night and I would just pray and say, Lord, if, if this is something I need to step away from, if this is this is not a good fight, you gotta you gotta show me. And everything would go wrong. And I would have this bad feeling inside of me that everything was going wrong. I would have this thing in my head that says, Step away, step away, step away. This is not, wait, this is not a good fight. But I would ignore it. Even though I pray for an answer, I get a feeling, but I would ignore it because I'm the stuff kid that I would just want to make everyone proud and I want to make everyone back home proud. And up to the night I was fighting in Spence. There was not a day like, 30 pro fights, 29 pro fights. I've never walked into a fight not knowing I'm gonna win, mm. not having that confidence. The, night, the time I fought in Spence, that whole fight came about eight weeks. I, had, I when I spoke, I spoke about defeat. I was like, what if, wh- what, what's going to happen with me when I lose to year Spence? Mm. And before I find it, I'm like, why am I talking like this? Like, I had all the yeah. signals. Yeah. I had all the signals. And then I yeah. fought Spence and I lost. And I went back home and I was like, I should have listened. We've got to listen. Sometimes we've got to be quiet. Yeah. I want to share a testimony very quickly when I say listen. And this one time I did listen. I was getting a phone call. My dream as a kid in South Africa was to come to America and be training alongside Manny Pacquiao and, and train with Freddie Roach. That was a childhood dream because he's the legend. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I made my way to be trained by Freddie. I trained alongside Manny Pacquiao. I've seen these things. i visioned it and I had faith that it will come to life. And he did. So I get a phone call to fight at Madison Square Garden. Another childhood dream. Yeah. I was like, one day I'll be that kid that fights Madison Square Garden. People laughed at me. I said, watch me. I get a phone call to fight at Madison Square Garden. Okay. So fight camp starts. Now, fight camp is really expensive because there's so many things you go. You got to pay your nutritionist, your strength trainer. You There's a lot of money involved Like when, when you prepare for something like mm-hmm. this. So I get this phone call to fight for at Madison Square Garden and I'm very excited. But now I'm like, I don't have money. I'm like a woman approaching I'm sort of going left right asking sponsorship by by companies and everyone is turning me down but I'm not losing faith I'm, I'm, I'm like okay I can't do this alone I'm in prayer constantly in prayer in my head I'm talking to the Lord I said Lord you gotta take the wheel I said you gotta show me Jesus you gotta put the right people in my life show me and I walk down on third promenade and as I'm walking on the third promenade I'm in, in my mind I'm talking to the Lord nonstop, nonstop. but for a second I stop because there's a you know, the street performing on, on third, third Street Promenade There's a comedian. And he's got a big crowd of people. Now listen to this. And everyone is laughing. And for a second I stop and I watch this comedian do his thing. And I'm laughing. He's funny, man. And a homeless man comes out of nowhere. homeless man comes out of nowhere and he walks through the crowd. He just walks through the crowd. He doesn't care about no one. He just walks through this comedian right past him almost bumps over his money back. Mm-hmm. just walks and the comedian starts making jokes about the homeless man and we all laugh I'm guilty I laughed as well it was pretty funny
0: yeah.
1: and the homeless man stops and he turns around and he puts his hands in his pocket and he puts a quarter in the guy's pocket now I was standing there for about 10 minutes no no one, in that 10 minutes, not one person walked up to that community and gave, gave him money. Here comes this homeless man that doesn't have anything. And I said he was homeless. He didn't have anything. He puts a quarter in this guy's pocket. And the whole crowd gets silent. Me too. I was like, what just happened? And now all of a sudden, man, I got a little voice in my head that says, Chris, run after this homeless man and give him whatever's in your pocket. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, no. said I'm standing <laughs> here praying for money. You know what I need. And now you're telling me to go give this man my money? I say, okay. And I run off over this homeless man. And as I'm running to him, I put my hand in my pocket. And I feel I've got a note in my pocket. But <laughs> as I'm running, I'm kind of hoping, like, this better not be like a 50 or something. This better be small, man. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man.
0: Maybe a bank on the way. I'm <laughs> like,
1: man. And I stop this homeless man. And I put my hand in my pocket. And I pull out. And it's one dollar. It's a $1 bill. And I give it to him. And he's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I said, man, thank God. God bless you. Thank mm-hmm. God. And immediately I felt the sense of this guy will know. Like he gave away a quarter. He's just been blessed four times more. Mm-hmm. And I've been obedient by doing that. And as I'm turning around, I'm bumping to a, in a, to a friend of mine, a very, very wealthy friend of mine. Very wealthy. And um, Chris, so nice to see you thank you but sorry I'm just going to backtrack just just a little bit forward to yeah. that I'm in the gym and a friend of mine comes up to me and says Chris can I give you advice I said yes sir he said I know you're looking for sponsorship and You're approaching people and you're getting turned down I said can I give you advice I said yes he said stop talking about Jesus the way you do mm. and I was like what he said you gotta you gotta understand in Hollywood when you start talking about Jesus people run away so, so if I can give you advice, talk about God, but don't say Jesus. And I looked at him and I said, man, I said, I can't do that. I said, I've done that in my life. I said, and I know where I ended up. I said, I can't do that. He said, well, that's just my, that's just my two cents. I said, okay. Going back forward to uh-huh. my friend. He said, Chris, I want to say thank you. I'm following you on Facebook and all of these things. And you show so much of an inspiration. You train short, so you work so hard." And your faith for Jesus is just amazing, man. He said, Do you have time for 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 I remember him saying, Do you have time for a steak? I said, Yes. And we went to the steak and the steakhouse was closed. And we went over across the road for sushi. And we sat and we just started talking. He said, Man, you got a good fight coming out, blah, blah. He said, I want to do something for you. He said, I wanna write you a check. Just because you're working so hard and 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 you just You know, I believe in you. So I'm going to write you a check. And he wrote me a check at that table. He said, consider the sponsorship. And he wrote me a big check. God is good. God is amazing. But I couldn't help but to, you know, first I said, thank you Lord for for answering my prayers. Mm -hmm. But he tested me in my difficult time. I think obedience. Obedience with a little. Yeah. He tested me. If yeah. I never ran after that homeless guy to give if I wasn't obedient with that mm. with that voice, I would have not bumped into my friend. I would not have. The time would it just wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't and that's be. what I wanna tell the viewers, is you gotta we pray and ask for so much. Mm-hmm. And we get answers. God talks to us, he answers us, but we we don't listen. And sometimes we just gotta be silent and listen.
0: Man, I've got these testimonies. it's Just, it's amazing. What a great story! I think too. We we stop and we ask, but you're right. The silence to listen and get the answer, whether we like it or not, is the hard part. That's it. And we want to keep. We want to keep keep pushing it off.
1: And 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 we gotta be. We we get tested, and and we gotta show obedience with the little, like you just said. Yeah. you gotta be obedient. If you're praying for something, and you gotta be obedient with the little.
0: Even the and story. Wait for your blessing. The story you told about kind of falling away from Jesus, you don't know how you got there, but it was a bunch of small decisions yeah. along the way that we end up getting there. It's in the obedience in those small decisions. Man, just hearing you talk and and I just this theme of you've had pride in your life, being a boxer and a tough guy and thinking like, and to now see you and hear you talk the way you speak about your faith and the Lord, but more importantly, how you, you have a passion to speak truth yes. and honesty the struggle like i see transparency here and i think that's released you from a lot of that stuff yeah uh i think i think that's re- that's a powerful place to be in i mean we talk about the obedience yeah, and, and following lord place, but man. yeah that, that's that that is a really great place and healthy place to be in where god is going to to do amazing things and i just it's just neat to kind of hear you share those stories because i'm not seeing that anymore but i know my yeah. own personal life i think Any athlete out there has that pride. Um, I think some of that can help us excel in what we're doing, but we gotta find ways to to include Jesus and your heart to your heart to be real and to to be there, you know, and speaking for your people, uh, fighting for your people, fighting for the Lord. That's that's really cool. Yeah. So talk us uh, talk us through what would a normal day be right now. For just kind of training and yeah. normal day, yeah. I'm gonna let's use this morning. Wake up at 4 a.m., start training at 5 a.m.
1: Um, which is about an hour and a half of conditioning. Then you know I'm all gonna have my breakfast, and uh, then I've got a you know I, I I love being in the gym. It's my passion. That's that's where I am. So I do train a, a, a bunch of celebrities and close friends boxing training because mm-hmm. boxing is a big thing it's boomed the fitness of boxing is has taken over big time so everyone is kind of into it and especially idea you know like I said I get to 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 train celebrities which which has become really good friends advisors to me and speaking to me so I
0: would spend time training some That's some cool. of them I'll, I'll speak on that because I've I've played a lot of sports yeah. <clears throat> the hardest workout when I was playing in Australia we had this boxing club and we on. worked out it is hands down the hardest couple of weeks we've we've ever had. We've, it, what a we, great we've workout. We've got a bunch of possible players yeah. <laughs> coming to the gym. Yeah, man, for what a workout. Because they say they say there's
1: this, this a different kind of no thing, joke, right? no joke. And um, so so then then I will train again at twelve o'clock. My second session will be at twelve till two. I will train again, and when I get ready for a fight, I train three times a day. So every every other day is three times a day. Um, yeah, i it's, 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 you know, got, I got a, I got a, a faith book in my car, so so I read that every day. Um, I've got my Bible next to my bed. I pray every morning, every day. So I've got a routine. I've got a routine. Yeah. Small, small routine. I thought I'd share this with you. I wake up in the morning. As I get out of my bed, I roll over and I get on my knees and I say a prayer. Start my day. I stand up and make my bed. That's the first thing I do. I make my bed. Why? Because there's a sense of making your bed as you wake up. Is you've done you've completed a task successfully within five minutes of waking up you have you have you've completed a task and that sets the tone for your day Mm -hmm. and then I get in an ice-cold shower because that shocks the nervous systems and wake up your body you
0: start your morning with an
1: ice-cold shower yeah you gotta you gotta read up about it Ice cold shower because it hits your body and it shocks the systems in your body and wakes you up and and you know brings you know make sure your blood blood isn't circulating well and and you know everything happens and God did not yeah, make me amazing, to be a boxer, then that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, but my, my day consists
0: of being in the gym most of the time. Cool. And then yeah, I'm that's, fortunate enough to. But the, the hard, Jeff. it's good for people, it's the hard work, you know, we see the, we see fight day. Yeah. Oh man, he's in the lights and all yeah, that stuff and they, the they don't see the, the hard work that's there. People see, people have a tendency
1: to see a fighter win a big fight overnight and become a superstar and they go, wow. Yeah. I want to do what he does overnight. And overnight, it's it not, yeah. a success. No, it but took him 15 years or 20 years to get yeah. to that point. Our it's faith is the same
0: way. Oh, it's look at the nice car! Look at the—you know—he's got, he's married, he has kids. I mean, not that anybody can't get those things, but I yeah. think that that journey in our faith, and we see the fruit. You know, it's like, yeah. man, I'm trying to live for God. I can't. I don't have any opportunities. You know, you, you stay steady. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta you work gotta, at that. You
1: gotta. You, gotta, you, you gotta, gotta just wait for it because the plans I have for you is to prosper, not to harm you out to think, but no matter what I'm going through in life, the plans I have for you is to prosper, so I will get through it. Mm-hmm. And there's something being and better waiting for me. You just got to mm-hmm. have the faith and keep doing the good.
0: And it's not always what we want. That's it. <laughs> That's right. 2
1: Timothy 1 verse 7, Lord says, for I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I live by that. that i say
0: is, that. You have that on your, your robe l- and l- stuff. L- I and live by that.
1: I love that is that verse changed my life. Mm. I have no fear when I step in the ring. Believe it or not, I have no butterflies. I have nothing, because that verse has changed my life. For I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power. Why walk in fear if the Lord is in His word telling us five? given you a spirit of power.
0: Powerful. That's, that's, powerful. that's changed my life. That's powerful. Okay, so a little fun here. Something we like to do is uh, a little rapid fire question. Okay, so I'm just gonna ask you some questions. We'll get to know the real the real heat. Okay. okay. No, they're, they're not They're okay, not hard. They're, not they're fun. Okay uh, Favorite thing about living in LA? My girlfriend. Your girlfriend. Okay, uh, so you're in LA Lakers or Clippers? Clippers. Rams or Chargers? Rams. Would you rather fight a lefty or a righty? A righty. Now no, you- I'm a lefty. Yeah, you're a lefty. Okay. Uh, If you could fight anyone in their prime the history of boxing, who would it be? Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray. That's my idol. Okay. You get him in what, nine? Points. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so present day, who are you looking forward to getting in the ring with? A rematch with the guy that beat me, Aero Spence. I want to see that. Okay, favorite sport other than boxing? Rugby. Your all-time favorite athlete? Sugar Ray Leonard. Favorite celebrity you've ever met? There's a bunch of them. Frank Grillo, Charlize Theron. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you miss most about South Africa? My people. Cool. That's really cool. Um, so you've grown a pretty big following on social media, yeah. and um, you know your influence, your platform is is expanding. Do you find yourself getting recognized more often? You've been yeah. in California now, LA a while.
1: Yeah, especially, you know, the fighting world is small. And, and out here in LA, fighting is a big thing. So, so I do get it way more than, than I used to because you know I've, I've been in the news for all the right but wrong reasons. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. like a lot of people miss the opportunity of success in life because they're afraid to take risks. And I'm all about risk-taking. I took a few risks. and. Ended up on the wrong side. With mm. I had a big fallout with Conor McGregor, just before Fort Floyd Mayweather. That went viral, I was trending around the world. So that, that helped me a lot, So, but I took a <laughs> risk. I took yeah. a risk that paid
0: off. Yeah. Uh, so what's the toughest part that's come with all the success? It's to stay, you know, to know, to stay grounded, to stay mm.
1: humble and to know you're not better than no one. You know, you, you've been gifted with the talent from from above, from Jesus. And you are not better than the guy next to you. Amen. You know we brothers and sisters. You know if, if Jesus is our Father, if God if God is our Father, then we brothers and sisters. Yeah. And, and you gotta stay grounded. Not it's easy to get drifted away and and get into wrong things. It's very yeah. easy. I'm glad and you shared that. Especially out here. Especially yeah. out here. But you gotta stay grounded and know that you gotta you gotta walk the right the right path and know that you're not better than no one. And and as quick as you get it, you can lose it. Mm-hmm. And I I I'll testify. I had it all. I lost it all, because I did think I'm bigger and larger and better than a lot of people and a lot of things. And and that's wrong. Putting
0: your perspective right. Yeah. I'm, you gotta, I'm glad you, you, gotta, you shared. Yeah, really that's share that. that's, that's, yeah. that's it. Okay. Other than hanging with uh, Shirley Shirley's, Yeah. Uh, what's the coolest part of, kind of where you're at in your life and living here and being a professional boxer? It's
1: it's the future um, when I say the future is, is, is I've got some exciting things happening the Lord's moving moving things in my life and finally I'm in a place where we, you know I've just signed with the biggest promotion in the world top rank mm-hmm. which was a childhood dream and it finally happened so I'm excited about the future um, yeah you know it's my girlfriend you know I finally <laughs> had, she's the one yeah. It took me thirty one years to to find her, but but I but I found her, and uh, so she's such she's my, she's such a big supporter of mine, and and she's American, okay, um, big supporter of mine, and um, just believes in me so much, and that gives me gives me every day when I wake up, you know, to have someone that believes in you so much like she does. She came at the right time. I made it just before my dad passed away.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's um yeah before we we finish let's uh, i'd like to hit on that cuz i know that is a recent thing and um i think it was so cool your last fight you know with with dad on your yeah. shorts and fighting for your dad i mean you're you're 6 months away from losing the person that had the biggest influence yeah. on you how how is that shaking your faith strengthening your faith how are um, you going through that man,
1: it's it's strengthened me it me a lot i i lost my dad just over 4 months now and by the time I fought, it was I just lost him over a month and a half. So, so people were, were coming up to me and say, "Why are you fighting? You you supposed to mourn and, and and are you ready?" And I was like, you know, one thing I can assure you is that's all my dad wanted from me is to fight. Every day my dad would for me, every day from South Africa, and I would pick up and he would say, "When are you fighting?" So, so for me to 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 have this opportunity and walk away from it, I was like, my dad would turn in his grave and be like. You better go fight. So so I had that motivation and I'll tell you this, if you go watch my fight, go on YouTube, go watch my fight, go watch all my other fights, and you'll see two different people in the ring. You will see two different fighters in the ring. You will just see something amazing, and, and I had no answer for that. And believe it or not, I had no answer for that. When I say I have no answer for that, something happened in that ring. And I want to say the presence of my dad was with me because I would throw one punch and before I know it, I th- thrown ten. I was lightning fast, I was sharp, I moved everything was just
0: amazing. Um yeah, it's it's, that's cool. it's, 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 it's Yeah, well man, I I, I think it's powerful to, to have your identity in Christ. Yes. With all the circumstances that can face us and yeah. challenge us, that can throw us off in the right field. Oh, man, man when you're ground in the Lord, uh, as that's, hard as that, that is, that's is it. to lose your that's father. All I, yeah. You know, and yeah.
1: then, like I said again, I would you know, I'm grounded in the Lord, I would I would pray and, and I and I have a ritual what I do and, and this is thanks to my dad. I, I write a prayer. The night before the fight I write the prayer and I put it in the night I get in the ring, I put it in my left shoe. And I fight with the prayer in my shoe. And I have I've not done I've done that this thirty times, thirty profiles thirty times. And my dad since I turned pro my dad said you gotta do one thing for me, write a prayer, put it in your left shoe, and go fight. And never forget that, and I got it from my dad, so. So I've I've, I've, I've. You got your dad with and you. And then to this day, I'm, I'm 30 profiles, I've been fighting for 12 years, I've never been, never
0: been knocked out. Um, yeah man, it's that prayer in my left shoe. Yeah, I like it, I like it. I might start doing that on the, go, uh, in, at the, on uh, the basketball court. Well man, I appreciate you and man your story I think is, is so powerful. Uh, I hope people resonate with that. I hope they I hope they scroll over and start following you on on social yeah, media beans. because it's it's powerful the, the stuff you're sharing and, and just being that light. Uh, your energy is, is contagious. It makes me want to get up at four in the morning and <laughs> I will not take an ice shower. No that fun. <laughs> I will not take an ice shower. I might get up one time though and, and get and give Do it, it a go. Yeah. Thanks for listening. To find out more about Eternity Sports, or to join the challenge of putting God first in your game, visit us at eternitysports.com. And keep it up. I appreciate. Uh, we'll be praying for you, and I can't okay. wait. I can't wait for your next fight, August 17th. August 17th. All right. Exciting. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Awesome.